Hello and welcome to the Lesson Stack podcast and today I'm going to talk about a concept that's quite close to my heart and that concept is impatience is a virtue. Now a lot of the teaching that I do is skill based so I work in art and I work in um, sports, I work in roller derby specifically and a really key aspect of being a coach and being a skill based teacher is being impatient for action over talking. So whenever I'm coaching a session, when I'm describing what the students are about to do in an activity, a little clock starts ticking in my head and I'm very aware of the time I spend talking because I'm super aware that that time is time when the students are not directly learning, especially if they're learning a skill. All of the time that I spend talking is time where they're really not learning anything. So I want to be impatient to get the students doing and I want the students to feel that impatience and I feel like I've really done good you know I've really produced a good student when I can sense that that student is impatient to start working almost before I am so I'll be describing an activity and they've got the gist of it and those students that are really good that are really strong skill-based learners they'll be impatient with me and um, they'll want to get cracking on they'll want to get started and that's an attitude that I really like to foster it's really important and I really cherish that in a student now one of the core difficulties of teaching a skill is that learning a new skill is uncomfortable and a lot of students will struggle to develop that impatience for action and instead they will like to fall back to talking they'll like to fall back to speaking about what they're doing um, and especially if they're quite a cerebral if they're quite a smart if they're quite an eloquent student then they'll be very comfortable talking about learning rather than actually learning and I think it's really important as a coach um, and as any kind of skill-based teacher to be super mindful of those students that will try and kind of hoodwink you into talking rather than acting and often they'll do this under the guise of asking for help so they'll be like oh I'm really struggling with this action and this activity can you demonstrate it for me and the thing that you have to be mindful um, at that time is that they're trying to lead you down a path towards their own comfort and it, that's never your job as, the, as a skill-based coach it is never your job to lead them down the path of comfort you always want to lead them toward the path of learning which is uncomfortable which is difficult which is um, hard for them and those students that relish that task are great but most of your students will need to be taught how to think like that and it, it will be I don't want to say a battle that's too strong a word but it will be a challenge at times to direct your students down that path um, towards the hardship of learning but I'm going to talk a little bit about how to how to keep them on that path so um, when students are learning quickly and you get the sense that they're going to try and stop learning and they're going to start asking you a question often they will bring you a problem and the two words that I like most to kind of counter that are show me so if I'm for example teaching a hockey stop in roller derby and they come to me and they say look I really don't know what I, to do with my feet at this point does my weight go here does my left foot go there etc the first thing I will say I'll cut them off um, unapologetically and I'll say show me show me where you're at and the way that I want to make this instruction the way that I want to make this correction is in the moment I don't want to correct them abstractly I don't want to tell them 
um, you know, when you're doing your hockey stop, thinking about your front foot, think about your, I don't want to tell them that. I want to see where they're at and I want to make the correction based on where they're at. And in order for me to do that, they need to perform it. So I will cut them off early and I make no apology for it. And I will say, show me. And as they show me, then I will make a correction during the flow. Now the whole kind of what this is all building towards is building towards a room that has buzz and a room that has flow. And when you get your students into a place where they can work like this, they can work a lot faster and they can learn a lot faster. And your job as a teacher really oftentimes is going to be is going to be to cut them off from talking too much, say show me and make the correction in the moment. And you really want your students to know that's going to happen. You want them to be expecting it. Now, how do you make a correction when they've really fudged it? And sometimes you are going to make a mistake as a teacher. So sometimes you will explain an action, but you've not explained it as clearly as you hoped. And when the student is performing the action, they're doing something completely different. And at that point, it's hard to say, show me. But there's two things I want you to remember when that happens. One is that this is a, a teachable moment for you as a coach, as a teacher. And when the students haven't learned what they were supposed to do, that means that there's room to be more concise and more succinct um, and clearer at the beginning of the activity. And that's fine, like that, that is going to happen. And it's just important that when it does, that you as a teacher are aware of that and you can make that correction to yourself. But how do you correct it? So if they've gone too far, down this road, what I like to do is what's called a wooden correction. And if you've studied the work of John Wooden, you might be familiar with this already. And a wooden correction is where you demonstrate the correct way, you demonstrate the mistake, and then you demonstrate the correct way again. And it's really quick and it's really succinct, and you can do it in a very short space of time and then set them going again. Um, and the goal is always to preserve that buzz and that flow in the room. So, how does this relate back to your planning as a teacher? So when you're creating a lesson on Lesson Stack, um, when you're working in this atomic way of having these small chunks of complete teaching, when you're working in a session like this, it's okay to change the challenge frequently. So it's okay to have a collection of sh um, shorter, smaller activities that you will change um, quite frequently. So the students are constantly adjusting to a new challenge. Now this pace, there's a little bit of give and take in what the correct pace is, in that you don't want to change so frequently that they don't catch on anything, but you also don't want to stay too long on an activity that they become comfortable. And part of being a good skill teacher is maintaining this level of discomfort and growing in the student a taste for it. So you want to change your activities frequently. Um, and a little tip for doing that is say you're coaching hockey stops and you want them to do a really good job of these hockey stops. So you want to spend a long amount of time on it rather than having, you know, half an hour just on hockey stops. Do five minutes on hockey stops, change, do something else, then do another five minutes on hockey stops, change, do something else, then do another five, five minutes. And in that way, you will you'll keep that challenge alive and you'll keep that um, it's not quite unpredictability, like it's, it's a rhythm. It's the rhythm that the students have to adjust to, a rhythm of learning, that when the, the, the activity changes, 
they have to adjust, they have to recall what that activity is about, they have to change the new activity they recall again. And this process is just the right amount of discomfort. So that's it, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today, is just keeping that pace and that buzz and that discomfort alive in skill-based learning and how you as a teacher should be um, impatient to get them active. And even when it comes to your own voice, be a little impatient, be aware that you're using that time and that that's their practice time. So be impatient with yourself and foster a little bit of impatience in your students too. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Um, remember, you can jump on over to lessonstack.net today and start planning your sessions for free. And you can use the Atomic Teaching Method to keep those skill-based sessions alive and pumping. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.